Hello, and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide, and I'm diving right in. Let's dive right into Lesson 4, Following the Thread of Desire, Section 5, An Exercise in Trusting Desire. We're going to look at Paragraph 7, 8, and 9. And if you uh, missed the previous episode, I highly encourage you to go not only listen, but do the exercise, because today builds on that. Where Jeshua says, and along the way, everything unlike love would come up for you to release it. During the process, you would go through a metamorphosis that would culminate in your being the living incarnation of the power of Christ. Your soul would realize the fulfillment that it has always sought. Could you cram any more love into two sentences? So Jeshua is saying along the way of doing the, the process that he talked about yesterday, Everything basically of 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 identifying and and feeling into and, and cultivating the, the your heart's desires. Everything unlike love is going to come up for you to release it. All the limiting beliefs, all the limiting beliefs you've adopted from your parents, from your culture, from society at large, all of it is going to come up for you to release it. Meaning you're holding it, you're carrying it. Again, Jeshua always bringing us back to ownership. And he says, during this process, you would go through a metamorphosis that would culminate in your being the living incarnation of the power of Christ. That word metamorphosis is so beautiful, changing changing states. I think about the caterpillar to the butterfly. Through this process, you will go through your own metamorphosis that culminates in your being, not doing, but being, the your being, your presence, what you are, the living incarnation of the power of Christ. You are the power of Christ. And I love that word. I'm using it more and more in my vocabulary because Christ is power, not force. You know, we, you, I think about the, the, the work from uh, David Hawkins, power versus force. Christ is power. Love is power. Fear is trying to force. So the Christ, when you are in your Christed self and the awareness of yourself as the Christ, the creation of the divine, you are in your power. And he says, your soul would realize the fulfillment that it has always sought. How beautiful is that? I think we can all connect to this yearning or longing that we've had, this fulfillment that we're seeking. And Jeshua says, for you see, the reason you have cleverly decided to trick yourself into blocking the energy of desire is that the soul knows that were it to follow such a thread through whole and total commitment, it will be embarking on the pathway set before you by God that knows how to take you home. So let's look at this paragraph. Jeshua says, the reason you have cleverly decided to trick yourself really is because you know that if you follow this path, you're going to die. Well, not you, but the ego you, the separate feeling, the small self you, which isn't really you anyway, but that's the fear. It's going to die. If I follow this, I'm going to die. I'm going to be like disintegrated in God. So I don't want to give up my personal identity. So that's why so many of us cleverly trick ourselves into blocking the energy of desire. We don't want to die. We think we're going to be ended. Of course, that's not true, but that's what it feels like. And Jeshua says, the soul knows that were it to follow such a thread of desire through whole and total commitment. 
So I often say in our Revelation Breathwork classes when we talk about surrendering, I say sometimes so don't surrender. Surrend- you can't surrender 99% saving like that little sliver, that little 1% for you and what you want to control and how you want to dictate life. You, that's not surrender. That's still control. Even if it's 1%, even if it's a tenth of a percent. Surrender is full out, whole and total. And that's what Jeshua is saying. If you were to follow a thread of your heart's desire through whole and total commitment, it will be embarking on the pathway set before you by God that knows how to take you home. God knows how to take you home so easily. It's us that's resisting this. That whole and total commitment line makes me think of one of my favorite quotes. I haven't memorized it, but it's the quote by W.H. Murray. So you can Google W.H. Murray uh, and then this phrase. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, now I'm having a total brain fart. Um, but it has something to do with once one fully commits – Then providence moves to and all sorts of unimagined and unpredictable things and forces and and uh, uh, miracles and angels and and guides come to help you. But you got to commit fully and totally first. Then providence moves. Then the miracles happen. It doesn't. So many of us want it the other way around. And I know I was one. I was like, God, just just show me the way. And, and and then I'll like give myself to you. Then I'll give myself to following my heart's desire and I won't give in to the fears. Once I have like my guarantees, you know, it doesn't happen that way. With whole and total commitment, then providence meets us. Then the miracles happen and the synchronicities and all those things. But if we're not in it, if we've got one, if we have one toe out the door, We're not totally committed and we've given ourselves that out. And I guarantee you that when the going gets tough, you're going to jump out because you've given yourself that out. It's like that story, which isn't a great story in terms of like humanity at its best. But the the story, I think, of Cortez, I think it's Cortez, where, you know, he sails from Spain and he arrives in the uh, maybe the Caribbean. And I'm probably butchering this. Maybe he arrives in South America and him and his soldiers and sailors are under attack from the natives, right? You know, they're probably what the heck defending their land, but they win the battle. And this, you know, this seemingly, you know, motivational story is, well, they burn the boats. Cortez burned the boats behind him. So his sailors and soldiers were like, we have no other option. We have to fight now to survive. And that's, and, and that's what they did, of course, so murdering the natives. But it's this idea of like no plan B being all in. And the ego hates that because the ego knows that this pathway uh, that God has set before you that will take you home, the ego knows the game is up. So it's going to kick and scream and be very clever and be very rational and logical and be like, look, you can't do that. You can't afford that. You can't really, you can't quit your job and and do this, or you can't move here. Like, who are you to do that? Like, that's not what, you know, smart people do. Like, you need, you need these savings and you need this to keep you safe. And what do people think about this? And, you know, all the very rational and justifiable ways that we sabotage ourselves. And that's just the ego trying to keep us safe, but it's not really keeping us safe. It's the ego wanting to be safe and survive. Our authentic Christ self knows how expansive and eternal and unlimited it is and we are. So it can wait as long as it needs before, you know, as long as it takes, it waits for us to say yes. So last one, Jeshua says, if you arrive at home 
It will mean that you will have had to give up being a seeker. You will have had to become one who has found, and you will have to rise above the crowd. You will have to give up all of your identity with smallness. You will have to give up needing the approval of others. You will have left the nest of insanity. You will have arisen and taken up your rightful place at the right hand of God. Is not that the deepest fear you carry? To actually be the truth of who you are, Christ incarnate? This last line makes me think of Marian Williamson's very famous quote from one of her books about A Course in Miracles, which is, you know, our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate. It's, it's our light. It's our power. That's what Jeshua is saying here. And so Jeshua is saying, if you arrive at home in the heart of God, it will mean that you've given up being a seeker. So many people are identify as a seeker or almost addicted to seeking. Why? Because if you're always seeking, you never find. You're always on that quest. And it's a very worthy quest to always be seeking, right? It's very noble and it's very acceptable to the world. Look, he's always a seeker. And Jeshua is saying, you, you, you must move from identifying as a seeker to identifying as one who has found. It's right here. It's not far. You can pretend and play the game of trying to find God everywhere, but it's right here. And you know this. You're just playing the game. And you will have to rise above the crowd. This is not easy. This is not fun to the ego. It's not easy to the small self because the, the, the fear is rejection. The fear is being cast out from the tribe and you are alone and who, and, and you can't, you know, you're at risk. You're going to be killed. You're going, you're at, you're vulnerable. You got to stay safe. You got to be accepted by the group. Jeshua was saying, you will have to rise above the crowd. Have to. There's no other way. But when we are residing in Christ consciousness, when we are so committed, when we are whole and completely all in, that's a risk we're willing to take because we know that it's not really a risk at all in our heart. Now, our ego mind hates that shit, right? Jeshua says you have to give up your identity with smallness. And I would say safe safety. You have to give up needing the approval of others. This is is so ingrained in our humanity, needing the approval of others. Again, because we don't want to get cast out from the tribe. We want to be liked. We want to fit in. We want to be accepted by our parents, by our culture, by our friends, by our community. And we can all relate to this. Needing the approval of others, wanting the approval of others, your bosses, your parents, your spouse even. You have to give up needing the approval of your spouse, of your partner. Right of anything, even what you think is the approval of God or Jeshua. Because when you're holding it in your mind, they are an other. Jeshua is an other, even though he's really the same as you, and you are the same as he. Jeshua says you will have left the nest of insanity, because this is the world is insane. It's not sane. We think it's sane because we just w grow up in this environment. We've, we've kind of incarnated into the matrix, so we think it's normal, but it's insane, Jeshua is saying. If you arrive at home, he says, you'll have arisen and taken your rightful place at the right hand of God. Is not that the deepest fear you carry to actually be the truth of who you are, Christ incarnate? And in the stories that we've been told, there's a lot of fear around being becoming the Christ incarnate. There's a lot of fear in two ways. One is that so many of us have been told and taught that 
Jesus was special and different and better than you. And he came and sacrificed himself for you, sinner. So if I identify as as a Christ, that is blasphemous. Like, who am I to be on the same level as Jesus? So there's fear there. Right off the bat, there's like guilt and shame that so many of us just in the culture have kind of bought into or are swimming in this field, this matrix. So that's fear one. The other fear is, well, what did they do to Jesus? Jesus Christ, like it was his last name. What did they do to him? They killed him. And and that's ingrained in, in the culture for so many of us. So if I step up and out of what is societal norms and I said, I am the Christ, what do you like? There's a deep fear that we'll be killed, we'll be stoned, we'll be cast out, we'll be laughed at. Imagine that. Like our ego can imagine it very well. You go outside right now and if somebody asks you your name, you say, oh, I'm Jason the Christ. And I live in the South now, so I'll probably get a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, weird looks and or disapproving looks and or hateful looks and or confused looks or whatever. You might get that anywhere. But it's if as we own that, we're actually stepping into our sane mind, claiming and owning who and what we are. And when we when we do it from that place, we're free. And we're fearless. We're in our heart. So Jeshua is just inviting us into that over and over and over again to uh, embody the Christ, the Christ consciousness. It's a consciousness, the awareness, the knowing of what you are, a wave, a wave, an emanation of the depth of the love of the ocean expressed as you, uniquely as you. We're all the same in terms of that we're all the ocean, but each wave is unique and different. Not better than, different. So a beautiful little section here from Jeshua. Again, going to encourage you to go back to yesterday and listen to the exercise and do the exercise. And I'm so honored to be on this journey with you. If you get value from this, like, subscribe, share. Uh, rate it well so that other people can find it, even though their heart's going to lead them to it anyway, if this is you know part of their path. And if you want to send me an email, hello at revelationbreathwork.com. My name is Jason. Let me know that you're listening from wherever you are. And uh, it's always good to know that. I'm sitting in my closet here doing these. So um, it can feel like not a lonely journey. I'm doing this here, but I know there's people out there listening. And it's fun to know that there are people that we haven't met yet. And we, what we share is this, is this love of, of God, of Jeshua, of awakening, and this love of love, and that this is a cool journey we're all on together. All right. I love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.